Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to a football pandemic opening episode of season two. That's right. We're back for another season of the O better than 0 and 14 league and all that is talk around the NFL. We got some exciting stuff talking about our draft, talking about a little bit of training camp, getting into the season. Stick around and join us for some exciting NFL news. All right, guys. Hey, I welcome Tristan Thomas, Brandon Colmark, and Joshua Haupt here back for another year. And I'm Matthew Thomas. We're glad that you all joined us back. If you're listening again, uh, we're excited to get back into football. Really, it's going to start in a couple of weeks, but we went ahead and had our fantasy football draft. And we would like to take some time to start off today uh, going through that. Actually, before we start on that, is there any uh, NFL news? It's always good to kind of look at what happened in the last uh, couple of days. And uh, of course, no one's heard of heard from us since training camp has started, since uh, all these like uh, preseason games. So let's just jump into some of those. Let's start with Tristan. He usually starts us off on this kind of stuff. Yeah, one thing kind of note from today that happened: uh, Teddy Bridgewater is the starter of the Broncos. Oh, Teddy, two gloves. I don't think. He, yes, Teddy, two gloves. I don't think either of them are a great option. Him or Drew Lock, but it says a lot about Drew Lock because he had, he had a few flash plays at a nice long touchdown in one of those preseason games but things are not looking good in in denver offensively i I hear the defense is supposed to be pretty good tough division though so i don't know what the expectations for the broncos should be i think the expectation should be that they're going to finish last in that division and uh you know everybody uh was like why don't they draft somebody you know to compete with drew lock Um, and then they didn't because they believed in him, but they obviously didn't believe in him that much because Teddy has won the position and this whole Aaron Rodgers might come to Colorado thing is out the window, at least for this year. And so they're stuck pretty much in the basement, I think, unless they surprise us. And they could have taken in that draft, this past draft, uh, Justin Fields, but they were worried about his epilepsy, apparently, which... He hasn't had a seizure in like years, like since like before high school or something like that. Like it has been a while. I did not even know he had epilepsy. So there's that. Exactly. I don't think it's a big deal at, at, at all. Just something really mainly in his past. But you never know with those pre-draft interviews that teams go in depth and can get worried on even the smallest detail. You know, we're at that time of year where there's all those quarterback battles. Who's going to start? And there's been a lot this year, but we've seen a couple falls. So now we see Teddy's there. We've also seen in New Orleans, famous Jameis Winston is the man over Taysom Hill. Does that surprise anybody? It doesn't surprise me. And here's the reason. The NFL announced last year when Taysom Hill was starting that he could not serve in any other roles on that offense. And I think Sean Payton wants him to serve in other roles on that offense outside of quarterback. I think that's the main reason that Jameis Winston won the job. Yeah. And I think, you know, let's not count Jameis too soon. He he's had some bad years before, but with Sean Payton, he may surprise us and be a little better than everybody expects. I mean, they they have a pretty good team, but that quarterback position's key. Yeah. And we saw last year, you know, that Saints team with Taysom Hill and that offense really wasn't all that explosive or dynamic. It was clearly a step back from even last year, Drew Brees, who can't seem to throw the ball down the field at all. So yeah, it's, it, I would, that was my pick of who was going to win that QB battle because Jameis Winston, I mean, just getting being he's like a, he's like a, a wild Bronco, you know, he's like a, 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 a racehorse. That's just off the hinges. He's got the talent. He's got the arm talent. He's, you can make all the throws. It's just about, you know, getting him in a, a stable structure of not turning the ball over 
making the right plays down the field, knowing when, you know, knowing when to go for that deep shot, knowing when to be aggressive, et cetera, and just limit those turnovers. Yeah. And that was always his big thing. He seemed to do that in the preseason, like that last game versus Jacksonville. Like those two, those two, um, Callaway or Coleman, right? He put them Mm -hmm. right on the money where nobody else could get them and he made them perfect. Yeah. Really great throws with, with that. Good to see, but I don't know. I don't, I don't want to overreact too much to preseason because we've all been starved from football and every little play that happens in the preseason. I mean, Bears fans are, are up and down way up after a, a Justin Fields rushing touchdown and a wide open touchdown pass in his first appearance. And it's like, okay, this is like, this is basically a scrimmage in front of fans. Like this doesn't count. And Let's the people he's going mind. against are people fighting for a job on the third string. Yeah. It's like, it's not like these are, mm-hmm. you know, amazing athletes always. It's like hearing, it's like reports out of practice. It's, it's good. A good sign when your guy's doing well, not a good sign when they're doing bad, but let's see what happens when week one rolls around. Speaking of week one, the Jaguars have announced today that they have uh, they picked their week one starter. Trevor Lawrence is it. I don't think that comes as a surprise to anyone, but that was another one of those quarterback controversies, which one's going to start. So that's three down. I think there's still a couple left. Who are they? At least for week one, I think the Colts still need a quarterback. Uh, well, it's you a, know, it's a battle between your two backups. Or do you think Carson is, Wentz is going to be good week one? Is it a battle between those backups? Uh, I think if you're looking at the backups right now, Jacob Eason probably is the one that's going to start. Uh, but I am totally not ruling out Carson Wentz after watching him two consecutive days in practice out there moving. You know, they said they're just going to be watching to see if he can do it. You know, when he did it the first day, Frank Reich's like super trying to dampen everybody's enthusiasm. He's like, you know, he's still got to do it consecutive days. We got to see how his body reacts. Uh, we got to see how this stacks. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if Carson Wentz is out there day one. Uh, if not, I expect it'll be Jacob Eason. But I don't think that's like one of those who's the starter on the team kinds of questions. Everybody knows that when Carson's ready, it's Carson's team. Uh, there were a couple more teams, though, that had like, well, um, Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, right? That's still mm-hmm. up in the air. They say Andy Dalton, well, or at least no. Matt Nagy. <laughs> Matt Nagy has had to reiterate, no, we're going with Andy Dalton. And it really makes you wonder if there ever was any type of quarterback controversy, at least to start the season, because it seems like Justin Fields has done everything you could ask right away from a rookie quarterback. Just all he's all, he's all you, you've asked for so far. And Andy Dalton... I mean, did he even has he even picked up a first down in the preseason yet? I I know week two he had not gotten one at certain at a certain point. I was not watching that uh, Bills <laughs> Bears game where Mitch Trubisky back also. Just a side tangent there. Looks like having a, a good play caller and Brian Dable seemed to seemed to really help Mitch, but that's beside the point. Again, Mitch, preseason. Mitch did look good out. against the Bears, but again, it's not. He did. I mean, and here's the thing: only two of those. Bears starters were not in when he was in at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was a runaway right away yeah. with, with with Mitch. And, hey, Brian Dayball was a guy I wanted the Bears to hire as a head coach when it looked like things were dead in the water with Nagy and company last year. And look what he did with Josh Allen. Can he do the same with, you know, Mitch Trubisky? That could be big on a next year's quarterback market. Let's say, 
you know, Josh Allen misses four games and Mitch looks fantastic. Hey, maybe that a, a team will pay Mitch Trubisky big time money. Maybe the Chicago Bears will pull a Raiders and ask if they can get Mitch Trubisky back. <laughs> you think? Oh, man. No, the thing what would happen <laughs> is they would sign him to a huge deal and then he'd go back to Chicago, Mitch. And <laughs> it, would, it would just be the double whammy of like the whole Cutler thing also where you gave up a lot to get him. You gave him the big deal. And look, Jay Cutler, honestly, probably the best quarterback in Bears history, but I still think he's not what you wanted and not a quarterback you wanted to give a huge contract to. Right. What were you going to say, Brandon? Going back uh, maybe about two minutes now to when Tristan said had uh, Andy Dalton even picked up a first down, I didn't watch any of the Bears stuff. I saw the one highlight of all the Bears fans booing Andy Dalton when he goes out and throws a touchdown for 70-something yards. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Andy Dalton seems to have Matt Nagy's thumbs up, but uh, Justin Fields, I think, is going to have that starting job sooner rather than later. Sooner rather than later. There was one other quarterback controversy. Who was a um, Texan starter? Like, is there any battle between them? <laughs> is that John really Lowe, a controversy? Has anybody even really know. said anything about that? Because I don't even know. Who are the two quarterbacks? I well, I guess Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. David Mills. And David Mills, right? So has Somebody David Mills Sam- looked so good that we would not know. assume the uh, the veteran Tyrod Taylor would win this? It's going to be Tyrod Taylor if it's not Deshaun Watson. Obviously, legal stuff behind. It doesn't sound like he's going to play right away. It's like he's. It's from what I've heard, he's down the quarterback depth chart. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be Tyrod Taylor yeah. over Davis Mills, I believe. Any other big and news then, from around the NFL besides the Raiders trying to get Khalil Mack back um, on the lowdown? Like earlier this morning, uh, Sony Michelle was traded to the Rams for like a fifth and a sixth, right? Uh, yeah, for a couple conditional picks, I heard, yeah. so they could change. I'm thinking about picking him up in fantasy, honestly, because he's like the clear starter picking him up over Ronald Jones, because those are going to be like separate, like a uh, carries between him and Fournette. But he's a clear starter, so I might pick him up now that Henderson and uh, Akers are out. Is Henderson out? I hadn't. I think heard I had, he was like out. I had like a like some sort of injury. Um, Drew Henderson, right? Yeah, he's participating in an 11 on 11 drill, so I guess he's not out. But he, I thought he had some sort of injury, maybe with someone else. Yeah, it'll just be. I'm not a big fan of Sony Michelle fantasy wise. I mean, it, look, it is the Rams' offense. No, it's not always a bad bet to bet on that offense and, and Sean McVay. But I see that more as a, a committee of Henderson and Michelle. One of them could break out, but who knows? Any other big news before we move to our fantasy? What do you call it? Review. Uh, grading post draft analysis post. That's a much better term post draft analysis. <laughs> uh, well, let's just move on to that then. Um, I'm going to let Brandon kind of lead this since he's our fantasy um, commissioner and uh, let him kind of run wish. us through the teams here. Let, let me ask, how do we want to, how do we want to set this up first? Go team by team. Do we want to go round by round? Cause I can look at it. I think we all can look at it uh, round by round. Um, I think team I by think, team would be easier yeah. just to see who's got what and kind of how their lineup rounds out. Right. Yeah. And keep it, keep it shorter just to kind of go team by team, talk about, Hey, he did this in the beginning. He did this in the middle. This is good. This is bad. Move to the next one. All right. All right. You tell me which team we're starting with the sauce. It looks like that's you, right? Yeah. Let's go ahead and start there. I'll, uh, I'll let you guys, you guys talk about it. I won't talk about my team too much. I'll say this. He started round one with a wide receiver and granted, this is a good wide receiver, but that is, that's kind of a, I don't know how that's going to turn out for you. I mean, he's going to do well, but uh, is that your best 
uh, value there. Initially in the draft, when we were on Zoom together, I said, oh, bad pick, too early. I mean, I can see why you do it, Packers fan. But also, look, this this league, I didn't, I should have done more research and looked at what the lineup breakdown is. But this is not just a super flex league where there's two flexes. It's a super duper flex, I'm calling it. <laughs> super duper. Three, three flexes, one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver. True. So in theory, I whenever I'm going for a flex option, I really like to have more a receiver. So generally more receivers in my lineup than running backs. Uh, there just seems to be better value there, higher upside, et cetera. And with more flex options and areas for a receiver over a running back for me, I think Devontae Adams was a good pick there. I think, uh, you know, he's got, not only did he get good wide receivers, Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson are great receivers. And you, you look on down, he's got Tyler Lockett, who uh, from week to week could be the number one there in Seattle. He's got Curtis Samuel and uh, Debo Samuel. I wanted Kyle Pitts there. Got Kyle Pitts there at 71st overall. I was right there. I needed a tight end. <laughs> and it was like Kyle Pitts and then a massive cliff for all the other tight ends and missed out by one pick. So he should be pretty good. I mean, the thing is, rookie tight ends, just as a general rule, don't produce. But yeah. if there was a tight end to break that trend, it is uh, Kyle Pitts down in Atlanta. He's everything you could want. And, you know, the San Francisco 49ers is a good defense. Um, if they come back from their injuries, they traditionally are a good defense. Uh, I think the the place that I wonder about for you on this roster is your quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. I ha I actually can't say I've looked at his fantasy numbers. I know he, he does okay winning there with the um, Tennessee Titans. Does he usually put up good fantasy points? The thing with Ryan Tannehill this year is new offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. They lost um, Arthur Smith to the Falcons, who's there, he's now their head coach. And he was instrumental in, in really revitalizing that Titans offense and, you know, revitalizing Ryan Tannehill's career. You can also say he's, you know, it, things could be looking up, you know, as they kind of have a, a general blueprint for what's worked last year. And then also you add Julio Jones. So that could be a more dynamic offense. You know, so I think Ryan Tannehill is a fancy quarterback I like. So overall, what was the grade that the the computer gave you? Where? Oh. So you can't see mine. Okay. Uh, but I can. You can, can tell it up really quick. I think I got an A minus. A minus. I I don't know how this thing grades. It's pretty crazy because I got an A, and yeah, I don't know that I feel like his grading. I don't know if I no, feel like my roster is better than yours, which graded it's out. Dumb, better. and I'll explain. <laughs> So well, let's I, I know Brandon Harris doesn't agree with it, and he's going to track everyone to see if it's accurate from the beginning of the season to what happens at the end. Sauce, do you want to say anything about your own roster? No, I thought I had a a pretty aggressive draft, mostly going wide receiver heavy. But I, I'm looking forward to seeing how everything's going to play out this this season. All right, let's move on to Sir Topham Hat. He's second here on my list. Sir Topham Hat is Jacob McCormick. McCormick couple Jacobs in our league. I got to make sure I get the right one. Uh, he also went with a Green Bay Packer. This is my favorite part about having all the Green Bay fans. They all pick Green Bay Packers in the first round. Um, this one was Aaron Jones. I'm sure that's mm -hmm. a, a fine pick. Calvin Ridley, good. good Adam Thielen. Really Russell Wilson's always a good quarterback. Miles um, Gaskin is kind of where I thought he kind of went. Like is he could have he kind of drafted a little too high in my opinion. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> 
to be he honest. Is, he is the de facto number one in Miami. The only worry with him is that maybe, you know, they bring in a, a Todd Gurley who's still out on the free market um, and kind of can make that more of a committee. But right now, I mean, Gaskin looks like one of those number one guys who could really be a, you know, a sleeper and a guy who gets a lot of volume. Uh, Mark Andrews with Baltimore. Again, I don't know how much Lamar throws to tight ends, but uh, there's that. Oh, he's got a good defense. I see that. He picked up the Indianapolis Colts right ahead of me. Uh, I like that defense, uh, and I think they could be really special this year, but I was okay picking Baltimore's defense, who are traditionally well-coached and do pretty good on defense. And Matt Ryan's his quarterback, which Matt Ryan always, even though their win total doesn't always reflect it, he always puts up good numbers. So And could be good in that you know a lot of positive game script there i i assume the falcons are going to be one of the bottom teams in the league but that is good for a quarterback because a lot of positive game script a lot of bit, a lot of more passing and more chances for points for matt ryan right playing from behind you got to throw it you can't run it and uh, he picked him up in round 13 you talk about value that's that's not bad that's pretty good value anything else to say about this roster I don't know what his grade was. He put it up, I think, somewhere. But again, I don't know that those grades matter terribly. Let's go on to 24 Blast, which is Blake Faith. Blake Faith auto-drafted Derrick Henry number one because he could never seem to get online. But he said he would have drafted him anyway. Probably a good call. He's probably still going to rumble for the Titans. He may not get the same numbers he got last year, but he'll, he'll still do well. George Kittle's a great tight end. Uh, one of the top two, usually. Lamar Jackson... You know, people uh, saying they've got him figured out. He says, Early. don't think so, but uh, we'll see how well he ends up playing this year. He got NTN. And, Way early for a quarterback. And he got it. Travis <laughs> Etienne, <laughs> who just got hurt and is out. So that's not going to be any good for Blake. Uh, Chris Godwin, uh, one of the big receivers down there with Tom Brady, he'll, he'll get his. Odell Beckham, we don't know. You know, Oda Beckham's out there and he draws like uh, coverage, but he usually will get two or three big plays, but he doesn't necessarily get lots of big plays or lots of plays. So we'll see where that goes with him and the Browns. He got a good kicker, Rodrigo Blankenship. I like that kicker. That guy didn't miss. And uh, in our camp, we had him and Eddie Pinero. Eddie Pinero also didn't miss, but we cut Eddie because Rodrigo didn't give any room for slipping up. So hot rod, Rodrigo Blankenship, good kicker. Steelers, good defense usually. Pick 100 is pretty early. I got to say, it, I'm not a fan. Not a fan of Blake's draft. I know he's in and out of works. New, he, he knows he didn't do uh, his best, but even the top picks, not not a fan. I don't think Blake's team is going to be very good this year. George Kittle, he's look, too a great high. tight end. The best ability is availability, and yeah. he's been in and out of the lineup as of late. Lamar Jackson, that is way too early for a quarterback. It's just not great value there. Chris Godwin, I mean, a lot of mouths to feed in that Tampa Bay offense, especially with another year with Antonio Brown mm -hmm. in the fold. Travis Etienne, I know it's hindsight's 2020, but I don't think he was going to be getting a lot of volume and a lot of work anyway. I know he's a first-round running back, but still have James Robinson there. I would assume he was going to be the three-down back anyway. Uh, Odell Beckham, it's always enticing to try and take Odell Beckham, but it just seems like the volume hasn't been there. It's a really run-heavy offense. I don't know. Overall, not a fan of his draft. And especially when you get down here later, you start looking at Javante Williams, Michael Carter, Jalen Waddle. Okay, but you've got Joe Burrow. Going to see if Joe Burrow can stay for the year. Uh, but that's behind Lamar Jackson, so it probably doesn't even matter. 
All right. Well, Blake, we all think you could have done a little better. You think you could have done a little better, but we'll see how it plays out. We've been surprised before. Let's check out Mr. Brandon Harris, clear eyes, full hearts, or what were we calling him during the draft? Cataracts and heart attacks? Cataracts and heart attacks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cataracts and heart attacks took every second of the draft except for one round. So let's see how good he did with all that thinking. Starts off with Dalvin Cook. That's a pretty good running back. Waller. Really tight end good. in the second round, and not even, I wouldn't even say, one of the premier tight ends. Allen Robinson's maybe better, depending on who's thrown him the ball. Josh Jacobs, I don't know. I'll say it, not a fan of Josh Jacobs. We got Kenyon Drake there. He's a, he's a guy that really does well in fantasy when the Raiders are winning, when they're not, when they not, when they're not winning and they're behind. They really He can really disappear at times, so... You think the Raiders are going to be good and win a lot of games. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can take him, but I don't know. I, I see that more as a committee with Kenyon Drake there. They paid him a lot of money in free agency. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase in Cincinnati. He was a, he's a rookie, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's been dropping everything thrown to him. At least that's what it looked like in the game I saw. Like three, three passes Not to him, good. just drop, drop, drop. Mm-hmm. Guess, guess he feels like that might change. Don't really have a whole lot to say. Uh, Philip Lindsay was probably a good value pick down here in round 12. I mean, someone's got to carry the ball there. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you and know. Uh, he believes in that New England Patriots defense. Thinks Bill Belichick's got everybody figured out. And he picked Jimmy Garoppolo. Who was his first quarterback? I think that's the only one, right? That's the only one. That's, yeah. That's I don't yeah. think that's a good pick, even for number that's 14, because I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be starting for very long if. At all. I don't know. He might start like a, a game or two, but I think uh, Trey Lance is, uh, he's in uh, Shanahan's head right now. And uh, I think Shanahan mm-hmm. likes what he can do with him. You know, Brandon's probably got a bad grade and said he doesn't agree with it. I probably wouldn't say it's too far off. He's got a bunch of like, okay people, but I don't think he's got like a winning roster here in the shape it's in right now. I agree. Let's go on the can- Canto Sparks, Canto Sparks. I don't know how you say that. Canto. Canto. And this is uh, the other Jacob. Jacob, what's his last name? Jacob Nelson. Jacob Nelson. All right. Jacob Nelson starts off with Saquon Barkley, who I picked last year, who played a couple plays and then was out for the year. Hopefully he has better luck, and I think he probably will. Um, I couldn't do it. I couldn't pull the trigger on Saquon. I let that one go. Uh, Austin Eckler. So if, if those work out, he's got a couple good running backs. Again, he was starting like your typical draft where you're playing two running backs. So he started with a couple running backs. Then he went for a bunch of wide receivers. Keenan Allen, C.D. Lamb, Cooper Cup. What do you think of those? Uh, that's that trio of wide receivers. Pretty good. Keenan Allen is pretty underrated. C.D. Lamb, mm-hmm. again, if Dak stays healthy, can be really take a step forward and really be a top option. Um, Cooper Cup, old reliable in L.A., you know, it's going to be interesting to see what that offense looks like with, you know, Matthew Stafford there. But he could see an uptick in production I like those receivers there for sure. Could or it could be Matthew Stafford finds that he just naturally gravitates towards someone else where um, what's his face? He went to Detroit, lost Goff. his name. Goff. Goff. Goff, you know, Goff found Cooper Cup fairly often. Maybe, you know, sometimes it's those chemistry things. Uh, Tom Brady. I think he manages the game well. I don't Pretty think he solid. I don't think he puts up like crazy numbers, but I think he does well. He's, yeah, he's consistent with them. Right. Kenny Galladay. Not hearing depends. good things about Kenny Galladay. Yeah, I was going to so say, not he was, good things he was pretty him. good in Detroit with Matthew Stafford, but now he's in a different place with a different quarterback. With Daniel I'm hearing Jones. a Giants camp. 
that's right yeah daniel jones there also i've heard at giants camp like the the corners have been like mocking him like just taunting him <laughs> and just because he's not been productive and it just doesn't it just does not seem like things are are working out there and yeah kenny galladay talented receiver great option in in detroit but changing places not off to a great start Looking down through the rest of this, you get to Naheem Hines. Uh, I, I said this thing, same thing about uh, Jonathan Taylor, who I love Jonathan Taylor, and I love Naheem Hines, but there are four really good running backs, and I get the, the strong feeling from watching camp that there's going to be a huge committee going on. I don't think anybody's going to get tons of carries. So it's hard for it was hard for me, who I'm a Colts fan, to pick a Colts running back. I love him so much. Last year, I think Jonathan Taylor really benefited from Marlon Mack going down like immediately, and they had to like thrust everything on him. And uh, he, he, you know, benefited from that. I don't think he'll have that benefit this year. I think it's going to be much more even numbers across the four of them who all show promise. Kirk Cousins, you got that guy, Minnesota. Is he good? Is he bad? Depends on the week. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, once you think you have your answer with him, it, it seems to flip. Yeah. So you, you never know. We're going to go on to not basketball so we can get through these before Tristan has to take off on us, if well, if that's possible. Yeah, mind if we hit up mine after not basketball. Yeah. Just because. Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Uh, Alvin Kamara has always been a great uh, option because he both is a receiving threat and a running back threat. It really just depends on does, does uh, Jameis Winston use him right? Uh, or does he, again, have other receivers that he likes that he throws to. We saw when he was throwing, that's he was throwing it down the field. He was throwing to other under route receivers. I didn't, of course, Alvin's not been out there. So don't know. Could be great. Yeah. Could be harder and this of year. Course, of course, that was the beauty with uh, an older Drew Brees as he checked the ball down a lot. And a lot. Alvin mm-hmm. Kamara got the benefit of that. But you get a younger guy in there that wants to push it down the field. You're not necessarily going to check down the ball. Yeah. I like DK Metcalf. Um, I think he could yeah. go even further this year than he did last year. But again, him and Tyler Lockett really take turns being the star week to week, at least last year. Justin Herbert, he went with uh, he went with Justin Herbert for his quarterback. Uh, I think that will be fine. I think Justin has shown that he can do what he needs to do, and I think he'll continue to get better. Pretty early. Pretty early for it a was, quarterback. Well, it was round five. That's typically where you pick a quarterback, round five, a lot of people. Herbert could be really good. So, you know, not saying it's a bad pick, but just my thoughts. He's got Daryl Henderson, who uh, we were just talking about earlier, um, and Kenyon Drake, who we were talking about earlier. So he's got some options in there. Got Trevor Lawrence. He picked as his, uh, was that his second quarterback, right? No. Oh, yeah. We were talking uh, Justin mm-hmm. Herbert. Yeah. So he, he took a flyer to see where Trevor Lawrence goes. All right, Tristan, what's your team name? Run CMC for Christian McCaffrey. Like run DMC. I love it. All right. Mm -hmm. And you've got CMC with your number one pick, Christian McCaffrey. Coming back, you think he's going to uh, fit in with Sam Darnold and be everything Sam Darnold needs him to be? I think so. I mean, they're paying him the big money. He's a guy who can, you know, is a receiver slash running back type guy. Gets a lot of volume. I assume he's going to be fully healthy and back to the old CMC that we're, we're used to. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you on this one. And I think the fact that Darnold's like a first year in this um, offense, I think he will uh, start off slower. He won't be uh, as confident to begin. There will be several little check downs, dump offs, handoffs. So I think Christian will get his. Uh, then you went with uh, another running back, Antonio Gibson. Is this where you would have, if you would have thought about the super duper flex uh, layout, you might have done different? 
You know, maybe. Um, I know I like these two picks. I got back-to-back here, end of the second round, into the third round with Antonio Gibson and A.J. Brown, both guys who were good value at these spots. They were higher in the rankings, higher in my own rankings, guys I liked. Um, and Gibson, you know, is a guy who gets work in the passing game, you know, someone who gets a lot of that, a lot of that volume. So I think, I think I was, he was a guy I was going to take regardless. And AJ Brown, the, the main worry is, is Julio Jones going to take away his production? I really don't think so. I think he's still the number one guy. He's got more rapport with Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really confident with those two picks. It's just too bad they're in the AFC South and they have a new offensive coordinator and he might not do as well as you hoped. Yeah, that was we'll, just we'll a total. That was a total AFC South <laughs> Homer thing. <laughs> yes, uh, Amari Cooper uh, always been good. Mm-hmm. I think CD Lamb takes some of what he's been doing. He started that last year, so I think it'll be a little more even between them, even yet. Matthew Stafford, yeah, good I quarterback. Was, I think that was good value there with Amari Cooper. I mean, you know, a guy you who is was brought in is basically the number one. A, a guy that I think is that as long as Dak is there is going to be a, a top fancy receiver and don't sleep on my guy, Mike Davis at 48th <laughs> overall, the number one back. He's a, a bell cow back in Atlanta. He, he took over for Christian McCaffrey comes over to Atlanta. They have no other running backs who are going to play in Atlanta right now as Todd Gurley is a free agent. doesn't sound like he's coming back there. And who is the, who is the, the man behind the ship there? Oh yeah, that's right. Arthur Smith who made Derrick Henry into who he is today, you know, 2000 yard rusher. I think Mike Davis can see a similar role where the running back is highly utilized in that Arthur Smith offense. And to go on my next two picks, Matthew Stafford. Look, I think that, that, you know, matchup between him and Sean McVay and that new offense, that's just going to be electric. Like Matthew Stafford is so much more reliable you kind of cut out on us there, but I think uh, you were saying that he's going to be reliable week to week, and then you were going to go on to Devontae Smith as soon as your volume comes back here. Devontae Smith, rookie receiver for the Eagles, you know, fe- speedy guy, someone who can, I think, come in right away, be their number one. They just can't miss out on on this many receivers. You know, year after year, one of them's got a hit. I think it's Devontae Smith. And a lot of positive game script as well. I expect the Eagles to be behind in a lot of games. I see him a lot like a Marvin Harrison. He's not big. He won't take a lot of hits, but he runs really good routes and he's fast. And uh, I think if Jalen Hurts can get a chemistry with him, I think he can do some solid stuff. Looking on down. Yeah, a couple of good values, I think, with Cortland Sutton um, in Denver. You know, a a guy who can be a a top receiver if that offense can kind of get straightened out got a couple of solid options at quarterback uh, that to get him the ball. He's basically been their number one. I, he got hurt last year and, you know, you got Jerry Judy there as well. So I don't know. And also Robbie Anderson, a guy who had a pretty good year last year with Carolina, I think getting back, back with Sam Darnold, maybe better offense, you know, than previously could be a, a solid high upside guy. Uh, Adam Troutman tight end. I really liked out of uh, for the saints. Uh, I, he just got hurt, so he's actually not my starting tight end. Picked up Eric Ebron just because not a great, not a lot of great tight end options. If you miss out one on one in the draft, you're just kind of firing darts out. And Eric Ebron is my next dart. Yep. And Buffalo defense got a pretty favorable schedule to start the year. They're a pretty good defense. 
and a favorable schedule. I think at least starting out, I'll, I'll probably end up streaming defenses as we go, but who knows? Maybe that, that Bills defense can really hold down that spot for me. Uh, I didn't get a kicker because <laughs> <laughs> I auto-drafted Jalen Rager, so I had to pick up Matt Gay, the Rams kicker. Uh, so already making some moves on the waivers. That's usually where I make my hay is the, the waiver wire ads. And I'll, I'll try to do that as we go along. But I, I think I got a C for the draft grade. Mm-hmm. Don't agree with that. I think I got great value. I mean, a lot of great options. I love my lineup. We'll see. We'll, we'll see we'll how see that is right. See how that turns out as the season goes on. With that, I got to head to class. So see you guys. All right. We appreciate your see input you there, Tristan. We'll see you later. Uh, and with that, we're going to move to the next uh, after not basketball, which is my team, the Reich stuff. I start off with a crazy pick to begin a draft. You usually don't draft a tight end in the first round, but if there is a tight end you're going to draft in the first round, Travis Kelsey is the one. He stands head and shoulders above all of the other tight ends, even George Kittle. And so I went ahead and grabbed him and DeAndre Hopkins, uh, another reach right there. I think that one happened because I was thinking of taking Jonathan Taylor and he got taken right in front of me. And I'm just like, you know what? Let's just go a totally different direction. Let's not go for one of these running backs right now. So we went tight end wide receiver. Jonathan Taylor before it was me. Yeah, it was Mr. Josh Haupt, which uh, as I thought about it, turned out well for me because I was really divided. I talked about the committee approach I think is going to happen in Indy. And uh, I probably would have done it because I'm a Colts fan and I just like having Colts on my roster. But it's probably much better off to go Travis Kelsey, DeAndre Hopkins, Josh Allen, especially considering that later down here, uh, Chase Edmonds and um, uh, AJ Dillon. I like. I feel like I got uh, running backs that will that will do me well when I need them. Uh, Chase Edmonds in particular. I think Josh Allen is. Uh, I think he was like the one or two when you looked at quarterbacks overall. Picking him three was probably kind of high, but Mahomes and him were battling for that number one spot. I think Mahomes will still always be the number one, but it's nice to get Josh Allen. Uh, And then I went with a little hometown hero, Michael Pittman, thinking he's going to have a big increased load this year, just watching uh, the training camps. And uh, and then we got, oh yeah, Kareem Hunt. I had him in there as a running back also. DJ Chark um, was their number one option at uh, wide receiver. I expect he still will be. Uh, again, uh, Cream Hunt, Chase Edmonds, and um, other dude, AJ Dillon. Uh, I don't, I don't have high hopes for AJ Dillon to be honest. I'll probably end up getting rid of AJ Dillon, but I picked him uh, as the number two there. Um, Antonio Brown, I think, could have an increased role, and uh, I think Tom Brady really likes Antonio Brown, and I think if they have worked together through the off season, we could see a major upswing in his numbers. Even though there's a lot of receivers there. He's just fast. He beats people so well. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, uh, he's on the downward end of his career, but he will still be a safety blanket for Carson Wentz, and uh, he still runs good routes. Uh, I did see an uptick at the end last year, and he is on a one-year deal, so he is trying to prove it to see if he wants to continue on or not. Baltimore Ravens, typically a good defense. So we pick them. No, no big reason there. Again, AJ Dillon, I may, may or may not stick with. Uh, and you get down here, Mike Strawn. Everybody calls him Strachan, but it's Strawn, like Megastron, which is what they're calling him because of his amazing 
ability that has been shown so far. Um, he was a sixth round pick and it's like almost all the Colts can talk about when they're in their, uh, you know, the Colts have a pretty good defense and the defense is out there trying and he's going up over top of them and just making these super athletic catches. And then in the preseason games, he showed up in both of them so far in a major way. Uh, I think he's got himself a roster spot, and I think more than a roster spot, he's going to be when everybody decides to cover T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman Jr. because they know those two names. I think Michael Stray, uh, Strawn is going to shine. So maybe that'll be somebody that is a sleeper. And then I just picked uh, Brandon McManus, which has already been traded uh, for one Rodrigo Blankenship. What? Got a Colt kicker on the team. Uh, traded with Blake Faith just because I like Colts, not because I think Brandon McManus was actually rated higher and going to get more points, whatever, who cares? I like Rodrigo because he's a Colt, so I traded for him. Uh, this team probably won't uh, end up in contention for the number one spot, but boy, is it a fun little team. If I could get a couple more Colts on there, it would get even more fun, but we got, we got us what? One, two, three, four. Yeah, the whole... Uh... Receiving cast for the Colts. Receiving cast and a kicker. I may even pick up the quarterback sometime just to have. Just I don't think he will end up making fantasy hay, but I may pick him up just to have him on the roster, and we'll we'll see where all that goes. All right. Fresh Prince of Hilaire, because he wanted to pick uh, this running back. Did you get Hilaire? No, um, I think Blake uh, <laughs> Faith might have got him. I was going to. You were going I to. I was pick Tyreek Hill, and I was like, I don't know if I want to because of the bye weeks either. So, <laughs> well, you might have to change your name, I'm or just have to keep trade it. Him. <laughs> um, Tyreek Hill, though, uh, always a good option. Mahomes, always uh, a good option. Mahomes, big, uh, big, uh, big target there. Jonathan Taylor, I've talked about a few times. Did you have anything you want to say about Jonathan Taylor? No, I just picked. I think it was like the best available or something like the one that might I thought might get the most production. I think it was him. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple other guys, but like there were there was none that like really stuck out except maybe him. Yeah, yeah, they kind of had him graded as he ended last year, but they're not taking into account the number of running backs on our chart. All four of them have played in NFL games. All four of them contribute. Naheem Hines is the receiving and changeup back, and uh, I can't think of his last name right now. Wilson, uh, he he does a lot of. Uh, big north south running, and then of course Marlon Mack. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how they use that committee. But I know Frank Reich likes to keep them fresh, and so he likes to rotate them through. We'll see where that goes. Uh, what else, what do you think about your next couple picks? Terry McLaurin. I think most of it was like, you know, of course he's a great player, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's one of those guys. He's not Alex Smith, where like he's going to dump the ball off to McKisson or. Um, Gibson, he's going to throw it deep if they're open. You know, he's not going to be afraid of it. We, we all know that. So I picked him because of that and also it's a homer pick, you know. Yeah. But I think McLaurin and um, if Samuel is ready by week one, they're going to thrive in that offense. Yeah. You don't have Samuel, Samuel, do you? Okay. No, I don't. He was injured. I think he's been uh, injured the last couple of weeks or on COVID list or something like that. You went in round four for your quarterback and you picked up Mr. Kyler Murray. Yeah. Thrown to DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. I I like that pick in the fourth round. So last year he was graded as the number one fantasy quarterback because of his run ability. And so in in fantasy, you get more points for rushing yards than you do for passing yards. Yep. And I mean, if you watch him run, it's like he has a 
a sucker in his mouth and his mom just told him get over here and gave him that candy and he's running <laughs> away from her I love and avoiding it. everything perfectly uh, <laughs> you get a really good value with Kyler Murray I had him as my quarterback last year and uh, he produced really well for me it's uh, surprising that he was number one with uh, Lamar Jackson you think Lamar would have rushed more well Lamar was out for a few weeks with COVID and he also Lamar also doesn't pass much either like True. Kyler Murray will like he'll skate the pocket and he'll, you know, plant his feet and then throw it. But where Lamar is like, if anybody's open, he'll just skate the pocket and, you know, run him automatically. TJ Hawkinson, we'll have to see how his rapport with Goff goes um, there in Detroit. But I love your James Robinson pick. I've already told you about this with ETN going yeah. down. He is the only person that, and he was a, over a thousand yard rusher last year. I don't know why they picked a running back anyway. Everybody on the Jags said they should have picked an offensive lineman uh, to begin with in that second round. But now James has a stranglehold on that and he will probably be doing it a lot with a new quarterback. Juju, and then the Washington football team for your defense. And then you picked a backup quarterback in Baker Mayfield down there in uh, Cleveland. Thoughts on those three picks? Um, Juju, I I just picked him like I needed another wide receiver, but I know his production has been going down without um, without Antonio Brown there, like as a number two, because, you know, everybody's on AB rather than, you know, on Juju. But I'm hoping that changes with Claypool Claypool there and – the other guy, I think it's Washington, James Washington there. Really all depends. Juju, his, his production bases off how how much like production Big Ben gets back after his injury, really. Right. I'm hoping that, you know. Or as they've been calling him in the interwebs, Little Ben. He's so thin now. He's lost a lot yeah. of weight. I don't know if you've seen him. He's down. But he has that beard, so he's still big. <laughs> I think he even trimmed his beard last time I saw him. So yeah, way down. Big beard Ben. He's like little beard, little Ben. <laughs> Washington football team, you think is going to be good this year? Going to really? Yeah, they've, they've been improving every year since Rivera got there. Um, like we have, we have one of the best front the, uh, front sevens in the, or the front four, I guess you can say. We're kind of improving on linebackers still, but front fours in the league. And adding on a secondary that we've added William Jackson to still have kind of forward our safety Cameron Curl or Camden Curl, like that six round pick last year. He's really been popping out. Really, so if our defense can get pressure, where they're going to throw the ball and we're going to get intercepted, like turnovers, like like it's you know any day, every day, it's just going to be fun to watch. Got yourself Ronald Jones down there in Tampa, and you picked up a kicker from Baltimore. Uh, then you got Cole Beasley, the guy who says I don't believe in vaccines and I'm not going to do it. Cole Beasley from Buffalo. He's on the he's on the list right now. I think I think he got like in contact or close contact with one of the guys who I don't know what happened, but he's on the yeah, list right now. A- it was his trainer. Yeah, his that's trainer right. Tested positive for COVID, and so go. they did the close contact tracing. And Cole Beasley was part of that group, so he's in quarantine at the moment. And then there was the fun pick, Tim Tebow, who you've yeah. already dropped. <laughs> I've already dropped for the Bears defense. <laughs> Very good. And then you ended up with a tight end from Buffalo. Uh, was that your only tight end? No, you yeah, had Hawkinson. Hawkinson. Jay Hawkinson. That's right. That's right. All right, let's uh, let's go on then to Rothgar. I believe this is um, Lucas Roth. Lucas, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm surprised he went. Uh, he waited till round two to pick his Packer favorite, and he got Mr. Aaron Rodgers. I think he picked a little in the middle. I'm surprised he maybe got Aaron Rodgers, but starts with Nick Chubb. Uh, Nick Chubb is. I mean, there's two great running backs in Cleveland. That's the only problem is they use them both. Uh, but Chubb's good. Aaron Rodgers, I don't think anybody would argue that he's good and will probably be amazing this year. 
Uh, Mike Evans uh, is probably one of the higher talents. It depends on, again, how, how much does Antonio Brown come up? What happens with Godwin, Evans, all down there for Tom Brady to get it to. Miles Sanders and Deontay Johnson. I don't know too much about any Philadelphia player. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know much about Miles Sanders. What do you guys think? He gets production. I don't know how that's going to change with Jalen Hurts on that offense. They added Devonta Smith. I, I think it's going to more of a passing offense. I don't know how well Miles Sanders is in the passing game, if he can be valuable with those touchdowns. But today in the NFL, all kind of all running backs have to be able to do that. We're in a more a more passing league now. You're not going to see very many rushing records broken unless you're Derrick Henry. I think as long as he gets those checkdowns, he's going to be a, a great pick. But I don't know how Jalen Hurts is going to want to check the ball down or if he's going to want to push the ball like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Deontay Johnson's another receiver there in Pittsburgh, hoping to get some some catches. Then you got Robert Tanyan as a tight end. Uh, uh, if I remember last year, he's, you know, some weeks he'll have a really great week, and then you pick him up, and then he'll have three or four weeks where he does hardly anything, and then he'll have a great week, and then he'll have hardly nothing for three or four weeks. Then he'll have a, you know, it just depends what Aaron Rodgers yeah, decides to do that week. It, it's really hard to pick up a Green Bay tight end because we go a tight end by committee sort of thing. And we are excellent at scheming our tight ends open. Uh, Robert Tunyon is a bit different because he's also an excellent route runner and works out with George Kittle and has a similar mindset to George Kittle. Uh, he did have the most touchdowns out of any tight end last year with 11. Uh, but I'm not, I, I think he'll get good production in the red zone in, in some weeks, but I'm not sold on any Green Bay tight end for fantasy value at this time. Brandon Cooks down in Houston. Who knows who, you know, what Tyrod Taylor, if that's Tyrod throwing the ball, what he's going to do and how how good that offensive line is going to keep Tyrod able to get the ball out. Now, uh, Brandon Cooks usually plays that uh, inside route running thing, right? So he might get some of those. Leonard Fournette, uh, what they call him, uh, playoff Lenny. He was there in the playoffs. Maybe he'll be there again. He came back. He's with that Tampa Bay team that all stayed together. And then he got James Conner in Arizona, who uh, had some really good weeks last year. But again, he's not the only one there, right? No, but Edmonds is there who you drafted, right? That's right. I think Edmonds is Edmonds is going to play a pretty big role, but we'll see. We'll see. They may run them both equal. Uh, Jarvis Landry, and then down to Zach Ertz, who, as far as I could tell, wasn't happy in Philadelphia, wanted out of Philadelphia. They were looking to trade him, but they just can't find anybody willing to trade for what they want. I don't know what Zach Ertz is going to be in that offense. I guess that remains to be seen. Greg Zerline for his kicker. Okay. And he picked up the New Orleans Saints defense. Um, oh, yeah. And then he went with famous Jameis, who was actually starting. Who was his? Aaron Rodgers. He's Aaron not going to start Winston over Rodgers. So that was almost a throwaway pick. <laughs> Just uh, for the bye week, I suppose. All right, Lucas. All right. You got, you got, a, you got a team there. Uh, it will remain to see how everyone on that team contributes. You got some big stars, and you also got some that are fair to middling. Uh, could end up being great. Could end up being one of those millstones around your neck that gets like seven, eight points every week, and you're like, ah, oh, maybe next week they'll get more. I can't drop them, but they're also never good enough. We'll see. How about Roethlisberger Helper? Who is this? I don't even know who this is. This is Josh Thor. 
Josh Thor. Did he actually end up getting on and drafting this, or was this auto? No, this is 100% auto draft. 100% auto because we couldn't get a hold of Josh Thor. Josh, if you're listening to this, get on and use your team. We'll have to, uh, if he ends up not getting on and doing his team, we'll have to figure out what we're going to do with uh, this auto-drafted team. But they uh, auto-draft said Ezekiel Elliott was the best at pick seven, and uh, I guess we'll see how the Dallas Cowboys are this year. I don't even know if Dak's really going to be there, is he? They seem to think he is, at I least. I think you're always hopeful to have your quarterback. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I think they'll have him through the year, just maybe not week one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. DeAndre Swift. And Detroit, that's not a bad pick. Julio Jones, possible. Depends on uh, his – I think he'll bring production to Tennessee. Again, just depends on when that familiarity gets there. And – the old auto draft said, not only do I like Ezekiel Elliott, I like Dak Prescott. Dang it. I'm going Cowboys here. So with number five, he picks Dak Prescott, who hopefully turns out to be as good as he was before he got injured. Chase Claypool in uh, Pittsburgh, one of those other wide receivers. Anything uh, as you look down this auto drafted list that looks amazing on Josh Thor's back end of the draft? Um, Young Hoku is a really good kicker. Yeah. Uh, round eight seems really early for a kicker, even if they're really good. There's just there's just not that much difference between the good kickers, and it's so week to week. But he got him at number eight, and he went and got his defense at number nine, L.A. Rams. He did pick yeah, up Jalen Hurts. Too surprising. He picked up his, if Dak can't go, he's got Philadelphia. He says, I'm staying in that. NFC East. East. Yeah, <laughs> I have he, to think. Yeah. Also, if, if Zeke goes down, he's got his backup and Tony Pollard that he picked up in round 14. Look at that. He's all ready. <laughs> he is. He's got handcuffs out the wazoo. So I don't, I don't think this is a particularly great draft. <laughs> I think you'll have a few people who score for him, but I could yeah, be we, wrong. We might change his name to the stars at night. Stars at night. Yeah. That's right. Stars at night, shine deep and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. How about Mop LaFleur? Um, she who came in second last year and got relegated to 12th spot in the old draft, which was uh, bad at the beginning, but you get that little wraparound snake thing there. So she starts with Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs with pick 12 overall and follows it up like with, it. A, with a quarterback to throw to him, Patrick Mahomes. I think they're both great options. Stefan Diggs last year was like balling out. Now, I know he was a little bit injured in preseason, but I think he'll be good, and I think Josh Allen's going to be good, and I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be good. I think it's a couple. It's a solid one and two. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins in Baltimore. Now, why would you pick a running back in Baltimore when Lamar Jackson likes to take off with it so much? He doesn't really hand it off that often. Yeah, I, I'm not too sure about that pick. Uh, I guess we'll find out how uh, what her strategy was as we – we go throughout the season. Maybe Whatever. it's a, a nice backup replacement in case he goes down. Yeah. What I really found interesting about her her picks was I, I thought we were drafting. She went boom, boom, boom with the running back. And then after pick six, Michael Thomas, she went boom, 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 three tight ends. Uh, yeah, after, yeah, that is right. Well, you, no, yeah, you, don't yeah, us- you don't usually have three tight ends on your roster. You, you have one and then you pick up a backup for that bye week as you go. So he, here's the interesting thing. Since we're, we have a super-duper flex league with those three flex spots, she can play all of her tight ends at the same time. Yeah, yeah. but tight ends don't typically and, get the same as wide receivers. Uh, I know, but imagine losing to someone who just beat you down with three tight ends. That would be I embarrassing. Think it would be the funniest thing ever. Especially, especially if it was these three tight ends that beat me down. 
<laughs> like if somebody had somebody had Kelsey Kittle and I don't know and Waller, yeah, and Waller. That that might be like, oh, that's bad. But this, if they beat me down with Fan, uh, Mike, and Thomas, yeah, and don't and don't don't hit on Logan. He's really good, especially with Fitzpatrick there. Like his uh, his size and his speed, yeah, he's gonna do pretty good, I think. She may surprise us all. So wait, you said about Pierce. She went three running backs. She went Dobbins, Montgomery, and Johnson. I know uh, Montgomery frustrated Mister uh, Tristan Thomas to no end last year. The way they used him, hopefully that changes a little bit and he gets more running back potential. Um, David Johnson, I guess you know Houston. He's part of a committee down there. We'll we'll see. Mm-hmm. Michael Thomas. Would would be like normally a good pick, but that was when I was thinking of uh, Drew Brees being there. I think Jameis Winston might throw it long, but Michael Thomas has been very discouraged with the team, uh, disenfranchised. <laughs> he doesn't want to be there. I don't know how that play will go. I think he's about to get surgery, so he's going to miss some time at the regular season. Oh, so she might have to do something at that spot, but she's got some other wide receivers, I suppose. Tampa Bay for her defense, which, boy, in that Super Bowl last year, they laid the hammer down on Mahomes and crew. So I didn't watch them much through the year. I assumed they were fairly decent through the year, too. Mason Crosby kicker, as good as any kicker, sure. Uh, She picked up two kickers. Boy, she did go on little runs. Three running backs, three tight ends, two kickers. Surprised she only got one defense. (laughs) No, she got two, Denver and Tampa Bay. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) They were just sandwiched between... They, they she sandwiched kickers between them. Uh, I will say this, Abigail, you are definitely the most uh, redundantly ready team on our league. You've got your backup for defense. You got your backup for kicker. You got backups for tight end. Uh, you got your backup for quarterback, right? Derek Carr wasn't her only yeah. quarterback. Yeah, she's got Patrick, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. So you got backups for pretty much everybody. It looks like so bye week shouldn't be a problem for you. Uh, we'll have to see how all this works out because you can only play one quarterback at a time, one kicker at a time, and one defense at a time. So that's three spots on your roster that are just kind of sitting empty each week except for that bye week. And then, of course, all those tight ends, unless you play all them in those flex spots, I would I would take a look at are those your best options. But we'll see. You know, she, she came out second in the league last year, and she might know something we all don't, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that is our fantasy league and kind of how we look at them. I don't know that I would pick one team as this is the runaway top. Uh, we got some that I feel like are are stronger than others. But the truth is, at this time of season, it's really hard to know. You know, you're always playing like, what did they do last year? But they play the games for a reason, because last year was last year and things change. Coordinators change, coaches change, players change, players grow, players devolve so we'll have to see what happens this year looking forward to a good fantasy football year here with you guys and we'll be going over that each week along with the fantasy news well guys thanks for joining us everyone who listens in here and uh, if you have questions don't forget to uh, go to anchor.fm slash football pandemic i think is the link i'll have to check that for sure but uh, if you look search for football pandemic uh, you should find it you can leave a message for us there and uh, we will be sure to address your concerns and questions when we do these podcasts online so once again uh, i'd like to thank everybody for joining us don't forget to come back every week this year as we look at fantasy we look at regular football and all in all we have a great football pandemic once again (laughs) 